right. Here we are. Here we are. Welcome back. Welcome back. Science in between. I'm Ollie. And I'm Scott. Yes. yes. What is this? Like episode 160 something or another. Diggity diggity 160. No. Eight. Look at us. 168. Yeah, it's got to be an even number. So you're sure. 168. All right. Ooh. 168. Look at, Look at us. 168. Yeah. It's not a prime number. So no. not not noteworthy. No. No. No, do you want to note when the next prime is, or do you uh, know no. off the top of your well, head? Well, just I don't, but I, okay. uh, you know, I hadn't really given it much thought this morning. But, yeah, uh, well, I thought that's what you woke up first thing every morning. <laughs> you're like, huh. what is today a prime number? <laughs> I wonder. Today's a one sixty eight. What's the next largest prime number after one sixty eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. This is one of those times where you know we always talk about recording the show before the show. Today was uh, one we should not have recorded. I'm, no. I'm glad we did not. Half an hour of unrecorded <laughs> content yes. nobody needed to hear. <laughs> no one. Just you and I waxing poetic about nothing. <laughs> about nothing. Now we have to go clean our ears out and of any start substance. the episode. <laughs> All right. Well, so so, so yeah, today's ahead, episode that we are going to talk about um, so we've talked a lot on this show about Dave McRaney's book and David McRaney, which is called, uh, how minds change. And he has a podcast, um, called you are not so smart. And recently on his podcast, he had a gentleman on, and now I'll have to find his name because, uh, uh, I'm sure it's on this page somewhere, but I don't have it in front of me. Oh, here it is. He's, uh, Jesse Richardson. Um, and he is president of of uh, an organization called the School of Thought. And what how this came to my attention beyond the podcast is he has a new part to his website called the Conspiracy Test. But he also has a bunch of other things. So he's got uh, we'll talk about the Conspiracy Test in a second. But related to one of our previous uh, episodes, episodes, he's got a yourfallacy.is or your fallacy is where you can read all about logical fallacies. So that's how Ali spent his weekend. Yes. And then there's also a your bias is or your bias.is, which is where you can check all your different confirmation biases. So, um, so he's a, he's a, um, just an interesting fellow. There's also, a, um, uh, rules of, of civil conversation, uh, piece on this site. So he's, He's sort of been doing this work um, and a lot of it, you know, he's sort of posted as a as a project. He's not he's not a scholar. He's a like a media person. He did. He developed um, he worked like marketing and media doing websites and things like that. Um, video. Um, so the all of the web stuff is very polished because that's one of his oh, things. it is so polished. Yeah. yeah. So let me just, I'll, I'll read this because just to kind of frame it a little bit, the school of thought, yeah. the school of thought international is a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting critical thinking, reasoning, and understanding uh, our free resources. That's important. It's all yeah. like a lot. All of this stuff is free. You can buy yeah. like high quality versions of it if you wanted to, but everything's uh, licensed and published under Creative Commons licensing, yeah. have reached over 30 million people in seven languages. We believe that in order to rise to the challenges of the 21st century, we need to teach the next generation how to think rather than what to think, and that we can do this by uh, using world-class design, code, and creative, uh, making it freely available for everyone, which is really cool. Yeah, um, yeah so it's... Um, so it is free. There are... You can buy, like, creativity and critical thinking card decks and posters and but you can like also that. download them as pdfs 
You can, you know, which right. is cool. Yeah. yeah. If you just want to do this, like you're like, Hey, I want to do this in my classroom, download the PDFs and like print them out in cardstock and voila, you're ready to roll. You know, yeah. I think that's really cool. That is really cool. And th- these websites are like really highly polished. I mean, I yeah. was just like blown away by, I, I, this sucked up, it sucked me in for like a, a good half an hour, hour over the weekend. Yeah. Um, no, they're so- really, they're really interesting. So, so the idea of the conspiracy test, so, so, we have talked when we talk about McGraney about this idea of thinking about generally even changing your mind, having a lot of analogs to conspiracy thinking, right? Because you, you have to change your mind and when you're trying to, or learning to change your mind or somebody is helping you change your mind, it's very difficult to use evidence as a way to do that because you tend to um, have a backfire effect from, from that. So so this conspiracy test that he developed doesn't actually uh, ask anybody to it doesn't try to convince anybody of anything. So what it does is it asks you to go through a process where you think about your own thinking. So it's very David McRaney in that regard or whatever you want to say, whether this was first or that. I don't know. They those two had had a love fest when they were on the podcast together about how much they like each other's work. I think I think that the name of the site is is sort of like it's confusing because it actually is not a test like you're it's a self test like it's not testing yeah. how much mm-hmm. like like you're not going down through answering like a bunch of multiple choice questions and like they're putting you into like what house of Hogwarts you belong in right yeah. it's nothing like that this is really it's sorting hat it's not a sorting hat or it's not to test whether like how how much you believe in something is instead uh, a process where you have to self-assess and say, okay, like it gives you a whole bunch of different, like, it's like <laughs> pick your conspiracy theory, yeah. right? Like it is, you know, the I, our vaccine, the that's the one I did election UFOs, yeah, moon flat landing, Earth. JFK. Flat flat, Earth. Uh, yeah. It's all like, a, if you think of a conspiracy theory, it's here, global warming, 5g. I even forgot that that was a conspiracy yeah. theory, yeah. you know, nine 11, you know, I I don't even know chemtrails. I don't even know what that is. You don't know what chemtrails I, are? Oh, I'm so sorry for you. This yeah. is uh this is the idea that jet plane that the government was using jet planes to disperse chemicals. So those things, the vapor trails that come out of jet engines, the, the oh. condensed air um, vapor that comes out of jet engines, they were saying that those were chemicals, and those chemicals were leading um to all sorts of things, right? Not least of which uh people being gay i mean it was it's it's quite a it's quite a thing wow yeah. uh, i i didn't i guess i sh- should have known there's uh conspiracy theories around princess diana oh yeah and, uh, sure that's in I mean, there too any famous person that dies in in, der, in even slightly strange circumstances jfk like and yeah elvis elvis uh, jim morrison yeah. you know yep. uh, tupac right tupac, yeah uh, there you go but so what what the, the way the site works, and this is it's just really very cool, is you pick a you pick a uh, conspiracy theory, the one that you you might want to like you know entertain or one that you are entertaining, right? Right. Um, and then what you say, okay, the first thing it does is it has this like it's like I said, it's really highly produced. It like has like aliens, yeah, like it's the, like an the, alien overlord sort of dude that shows up. Like it is a lizard, it's like guy. a lizard, yeah. It, which itself is kind of a conspiracy theory, right? That <laughs> yeah. these lizard guys run run the world. Um, so there's this like a, a 
like this lizard guy in space who has some robot people who work with him. (laughs) And, you know, it goes through and explains what conspiracy theories are. And then it has you self-assess and says, okay, where are you on this? Like how much on this particular, on this particular conspiracy theory, where are you in terms of how skeptical you are? Which is one of the things that McRaney always does is like start to rate. You got to rate. And so it's like, instead of like one to 10, it's like one to a hundred. Right. Where one, if you're one, you're like, I completely believe that this is real. Yeah. You know, and then 99 is like, this is a conspiracy. This is absolutely nonsense. Right. And then it gauges the content it shares with you based on that. Now, I think based on and I haven't gone through like all of these, I just went through like a couple that these have. I think there's some of them that are reusable parts. Yeah. Like. Sure. Like the, well, they're that, pretty generic. The 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 pieces, at least the ones that I've seen, are things like, um, you know, are asking you to think about um, habits of mind that you might have that you might not be aware of. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so, like, it, yeah, it starts with like at least the one that I went through. It started with okay, if this is really a conspiracy theory, do you realize how many people would have to how be many on people? This? Right. The how many people question? Yeah. Right. It's like, do you realize like. And then it says that, you know, there shares a quote with like a project manager says like, you can't like trying to get 12 people to work on something, you know, and in keep secret. a secret in secret yeah. is like impossible. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, so it, then it has you reassess after that. Yeah. And then it says, okay, your brain is actually wired. So it constantly is being fooled by data. Right. Yeah. Like you yeah. think things are happening. Like and it talks about magic tricks and it talks about yeah. like, but I mean, we could spend like, you know, a whole episode on, on how the, you know, the things that happen and our brain just gets fooled by it all the time. It's like sure. wheels, like a, a, a tire rolling along and it starts to look like it's rolling the other direction only because, you know, I mean, that's how your brain is trying to make sense of something and trying yeah. to connect dots. And, and so then it has you watch a video, which is kind of like the gorilla, you know? Yeah. You yeah, know, the the famous uh, inattention blindness video with a with a gorilla that walks in when people are throwing basketball around. Yeah, I don't want to give away what happens in the video, <clears throat> but it, this this video is actually for. I think they used a video from. Did you watch the whole video? Yeah, yeah, I think it's from like a. It's from the uh, BBC or something. I think. Right, and yeah. I think it's it wasn't designed for conspiracy theories. It was just like, hey, pay attention to the road. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. It was right. 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 It was something about yeah. About it's driving like, and driver yeah. safety. Yeah. And pay, like pay attention, you yeah. know, pay attention because things are happening. Right. Yeah. Um, but then after you got through those first two, which are like, I think just use reusable, I would think that every single conspiracy theory has those two parts those or something like, yeah. but then the last part or the third part, you know, it works through, um, you know, actually sharing data, like getting at you. So it's priming you to be priming the person who's you user the uh, us one uh to be open to data right and then for the mmr one that i went through they shared like all of the data a lot of the data around like how you know the original publication was falsified and then you know all of the reports since it and some of the beliefs that are uh, um around like actually you know you know the things that are in vaccines and how that was taken out in 1992 so it was really showing like an evidentiary you know argument but that didn't that's not where it started right it was trying to prime the person to get there you know yeah yeah right i yeah i mean i think the question i had about that part is you do wonder 
Like, do they present evidence to everybody or only people that reach some threshold level of skepticism, right? Because again, it could, it could be a backfire issue. If you present this data, they're just going to say, oh, well, this is just another place that's trying to convince me I'm wrong. Um, as opposed to like having them think meaningfully about that data and whether they think it's real or not. But I think, you know, the, the reason we're talking about this is because, you know, it, it has this, it continues to have this analog for, for us, I think for you and I about how kids learn science. And, and in particular, I think it helps you think about some of the more controversial things around science, right? Because the, the way that typically um, controversial, quote unquote, controversial issues, let's say, so that could be um, the COVID vaccine, but it could be global climate change, or it could be whatever, right? When those environmental issues, when those things come up in science class, the, the way that it has it has traditionally been dealt with is some kind of debate. We're going to have a debate and Ollie's going to be the one side right. and Scott's going to be the other side. And we're going to have a debate about what the issue is. And I think, you know, the, the point that, that a lot of this psychology underlying this um, talks about is, well, doing that probably is not going to do much to convince people, um, especially if they haven't really thought about why they believe what they believe. So, um, so I think this, this proposes an interesting way to think about um, how to, how to deal with these complicated issues of, um, of, like, how do you have conversations with people who have very strong beliefs about something that are not scientific? And and what do you do with that? Yeah. Are they One of the things, if you, if you dig into it, they uh, share the stats. Did you look at that? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, you're yeah. just saying that the stats about you and then compared to other people. Right. Uh, yeah. The stats of the site, right? Yeah. That Like, how impactful the site is. So it says... Uh, you know, they have this thing called the average critical thinking score, which is like 426, which right. I think on their scale must be like, you know, about mid range halfway. I like because like, I think that that's based on that, like one to ninety nine. Yeah. Right. And that's probably the percentage to the the third digit. Right. That's what my my take is. Yeah. You know, um, the baseline skepticism is fifty five. And then the increase in skepticism, which is like from participating in this, mm -hmm. um, increases the score by 29%. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is pretty interesting. And then you could dig into it and it has based on like country of origin. So yeah. Australia and, you know, the UK and America and a few others are on there. And then it has by gender and it has by age. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, yeah. uh, Females uh, had a higher critical thinking score than males did. Yeah. It's it's just you know by six points, but still. Yeah. Um, but by differentiated by age, uh, the younger folks in the ten and thirty group had a a lower critical thinking score than the forty five plus. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking at. Uh, but it breaks. It's different by by different. So you can break it out by different um, uh, conspiracy theories and by different countries. And are so you looking I just, at looked at? I was specific... looking at global warming in the United States, and in that one, the ten to thirties are low. The thirty one to forty five are the highest, 
And then the 45 plus are actually the lowest group in terms of their critical thinking. So I wonder, uh, I'm going to look at it. Uh, Oh, I looked at uh, flat earth. Mm. Uh, And wow. Um, The critical thinking score, the average critical thinking score for this, which I'm taking as the highest population of people who would like refute it. Right. Is that like, so 45 and older, the critical score score was the lowest. It was like 393. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that That means they're the most likely to believe it. Right. Yeah. Wow. And, and I'm looking at the stop the steal, which is about the, the um, 2020 election. And in that one, the 31 to 45 year old group is at 363. They're they're a hundred points lower than the ten to thirty, and they're more than a hundred points lower than um, the forty five plus. So that thirty thirty one to forty five group is is very uh, unskeptical about the steel. Wow, really interesting. That is really interesting. We could spend so much time just digging through and just going through all of these. We yeah. won't do that. But no, we won't. This could be Doesn't a trim- make for interesting podcasting. Watching us no, cross the internet. Right. But what what I kept thinking about is this. Okay. Um, all right. So we're recording this a handful of days before uh Thanksgiving in America, right? America. And America. And so uh that is um inevitably one of those times of the year where people are confronted with political beliefs and belief systems, yeah, you know, shared by family members that they may not agree with, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and, this is the uncle at the table, right? Right. It is yeah. the uncle at the table. And maybe you and I are the uncles at the table. We Who might knows? be. We might be. <laughs> Wait, if there's not an uncle at the table, <laughs> it may be it might you. be you. <laughs> right. Um, but I was wondering, like, okay, so what what do we do with this? Like as teachers, we can include something like this in our classrooms, right? And have some someone go through and, you know, um, especially in science classrooms, and you know, have them, you know, experience this, evaluate it. You know, as we prepare teachers, thinking about how they could use this. Yeah. But like, I don't know, unless you're already predisposed to like wanting to question it, you're a curious person. Yeah. If you're right. curious. Like, yeah, but I think, I mean, I think one of the things that he talks about that I think is really interesting and, and part of it is like, he's got these free posters that you can use to, to promote, like to put up around to promote the conspiracy test. And they're very like, you know, do you want to know the truth? Like they sound very much like trying to lure you in, like it's all a conspiracy. And, um, so, I mean, I think one of the things that he talks about is that, Uh, There's a sense amongst people who are scientifically minded like you and I, that people who believe in conspiracy theories are are not curious, but his or or not curious isn't the right word, but not open to um, to new ideas. Um, And and he he thinks that that's not true, that that really um, they are. It's just that it depends a lot on how you frame that initial sort of hook. So that's part of why he developed the conspiracy theory is he test because or the conspiracy test is he was trying to see, like, can he figure out a hook that will get people who genuinely believe in these things to engage with the test and start to think about their own thinking? So, um, yeah, I think yeah, it, I think that's an interesting point of view on that. 
But I think the other part that really resonates with me in in the from the McRaney book is that like a, we position this as a, as a critical thinking thing, and it is. But more than a critical thinking thing, it also comes down to community and agency, right? And that the one of the things that was like really clear to me in in the McRaney text was that a lot of the folks who were engaging in conspiracy theories were doing it because they found a community in which to engage. Yeah. Right. And so they were like, oh, I'm, I joined the QAnon group because I was part of this group and I started to get actually like people were like really interested in the things I were saying and really interested right. in the things I were bringing to the, recognizing me. And it also gave me agency to participate rather than like being like somebody who's just like feels like outside of any sort of like being a cog in some bigger machine. This allowed them to like actually be a participant and be a central participant yeah. in in a community that was meaningful for me yeah. right yeah and and while this i mean i'm not poo-pooing on this because i think it's awesome i do yeah. think it's awesome i but i don't think it's going to get it's not going to make an impact on the underlying issues like there's a there's a need and a hunger for people to find connections right mm -hmm. and belonging yeah. and conspiracy theories are at at the at, at the heart is is a way for people to belong yeah well to belong and to feel special right i mean right. i think that's the other piece of it is that this idea that i have special knowledge that other people don't because yeah. reasons right i think i think that is yeah i mean i think you're right that is that is a difficult thing that even if this works perfectly on people and they start to become skeptical of some of the things that they that are conspiracy theories that they believe in, if they don't, I mean, this is, again, McRaney's book, if they don't have a new community in which to engage with conversations and to feel accepted and to feel um, belonging, um, they probably won't change their because the cost is too big. I mean, this is why they talk about, you know how cults operate because they're yeah. similar, right? And like, if you, if you violate the rules, you get excommunicated. And if you've been spending a lot of time in this community, being excommunicated means you lose everybody. You lose your family, you lose your friends, you lose everything. And so it's very difficult to say, oh yeah, I'm going to stop believing in this, you know, this person, this very, uh, you know, charismatic leader who's telling me that I have to give all my belongings to the church and I have to cut off connections to all my old associations and friends because that's that's what, you know, the the higher power wants me to do in these things, you know, to say, oh, no, I'm going to I'm just I don't believe this anymore. This is I'm skeptical of this like that. That isn't enough to get those people out of those out of right. those communities. But I think that as you as I dug into like the end of the MMR vaccine um conspiracy test, um they I think they were trying to do something like that. They were sharing quotes from people who yeah. had their uh, like so I, I think that's an an effort to try yeah. to be like, hey, here are people like you. Here's right. their name and here's their their quotes and you could, you know, offer your quote, you know, to the to the community. Right. But it it's it's a different level of participation and engagement than you know going on to like a you know a chat room or, or you know joining a facebook group or or something yeah. because that is like instantaneous you get to see and you get these like big yeah you, you've been there you know what yeah. it's like but um yeah so i i think 
I think it's a great teaching tool. I think it's going to be a great tool for people to bring into their classroom. There's great resources. Like I'm going to dig into the critical thinking tests. I mean, yeah. the, the little, you know, critical thinking cards and all right. that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, no, maybe play no. that over Thanksgiving with some of my. <laughs> oh boy, boy. <laughs> hey, between kids. you, between you and your your son calling out logical fallacies <laughs> at the Thanksgiving table, and you playing the critical <laughs> thinking cards at the. Oh. <laughs> old uncle billy bob or whatever his name is is really gonna love coming to the drayon house oh, for thanksgiving it is gonna be so great it's gonna be awesome that's an hey ad hominem, hominem hey attack. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about logical fallacies and conspiracy uh, i can debunk all your ideas about stupid stuff that's a straw man argument <laughs> i'm channeling my son here this is yeah. this is a conversation i had with him over the weekend where he just tossing those out there yeah great Good times. Good, yeah. good times. This is, <laughs> hey, you wrought this. You taught the kid. I did. It's your fault. <laughs> no, I signed him up for a, cl- a college class. That's my mistake. You, uh, you mistake reap was, what you sow. I know. He's like logos and pathos and ethos. I'm like, dude. Dude. Give me some slack. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Yeah. So the conspiracy test. Uh the school of thought definitely check out i didn't look at the bias one but yeah, your logic is really interesting too yeah. yeah i have to look into that because you know i'm i'm always trying to like you know attend to my my biases and figure out mm. where i know what i know where some of them are but there's always those ones that you know like oh i didn't know i had that i didn't know i yeah. thought about that you right. know yeah. yeah so now you have a list and you can look at the list <laughs> Yes, there's and, you know, the list here, there's like 24 logical fallacies that are on the logical fallacy. Thou shall not commit logical fallacies and, you know, the middle ground, the appeal to nature. Begging the question. Yeah. Did they have thinking? No true Scotsman. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. There's the Texas sharpshooters on there. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, which I didn't know. Appeal to authority. Yeah. We're just now we're just not we're only just is listing it a list, we're reading the list. <laughs> this is such good, you know, high quality podcast. The only thing worse than a list is people reading you the list. Oh, yes. Well, definitely check it out. Like your logical fallacy is, and I, I mean, they're, the bias one out, I'm definitely going to check that one out too. And there's like, I'm looking down through the, you know, the list of the people on the executive board for and the advisors and supporters like Steven Pinker is. Yeah. You know, on there is he's a supporter, and uh, I mean, you can just go through and, and check it yeah. out. But you know, and our friend, friend of the show, David McRaney, such a friend of the show. <laughs> yes, whether he knows he's a friend of the show or not, he is in oh, fact. He, he does not, but yeah. um, but yeah, I didn't 100%. see this one. What's the rules of civil conversation? Yeah, yeah, no that that's um that's good too. I mean, that's a video there for you to watch. But yeah, I think that was another piece that um. They that sort of I mean, actually, maybe that's a, a one we could talk about another day. But but it is about um, like, how do you have a conversation about some of these things with people who may have strong beliefs about it? Wow. So, um, like, it has eight. And it's Stephen, Stephen Fry. So if you're a Stephen Fry fan, which if you're not, then there's something wrong with you. But There's eight resolutions that you have to yeah. like commit to. It's not a legal contract, just a promise to act in good faith. And I think the one is, oh, wow. The one that's going to be hard for, for me is I 
it says refrain from personal attacks. I'm I can refrain ad from hominem, that. ad hominem, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and refrain from mean spiritedness. I can oh. refrain from that sarcasm. Oh, oh, yep, yeah, that's gonna be that's... a tough one for both of us. Yeah, yes. and, and number three, endeavor to avoid committing logical fallacies. Oh, look at that! It's right <laughs> my, in there. My it's son like... will be the police for that. Yes. Yeah, you should send that to him so he can hone his his eight uh, resolves. He's going to get a badge for you know, com- yeah. completely making sure that people follow the rules of civil conversation. He's he's the sheriff of fallacies. Oh, great! There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> I'm here to police. You know the rules. Rules of civil. I, I should have him like pull out like the uh the taboo buzzer. You know. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. Your, thanks, your Thanksgiving is gonna be gonna, a ball. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. All right. So, yeah, conspiracy tests, school of thought, so much good stuff there. Check it out. And we'll have to uh, talk about the rules of civil conversation and how often we violate them yeah. in our podcast with and each I, other. Well, just, yeah, all the time, just walking around. Yeah. All right. You got a joy? I, I, since this is like the holiday season, <laughs> I have, I, I do. I am just stoked for, you know, holiday movies. Oh, yeah. You know, this is that time of the year where like, you know, there's so many holiday movies on, you know, I'm not for being like really a Hallmark guy, you know, mm-hmm. like watching a Hallmark channel and all the Hallmark Christmas movies. But I am a, a a fan of like, you know, the family stone and like one of my favorites, like, and this, I just found this, I like, I like Elf, of course. And yeah. you know, that's always a good one. And like the Christmas story and, you know, but Four Christmases has got to be like one of like top of my list. Right. Like, Four do, you, do you know you know this one? I don't I don't know this one. Uh it is uh Vince Vaughn and yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Okay, Reese Witherspoon. And right. yeah, and it I think from my point of view, this is my perspective. Uh, this is your conspiracy theory. I think it is probably it captures most people's christmas and one like because they do four christmases yeah you know because that's two it's right there in the title it is it is Uh, not to steal (laughs) give away the ending spoiler Spoiler alert there are four christmases there are four christmases well because they're all they're both from you know families of divorce yeah yeah so they go to you know the the mom and dad on both sides of 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 the family and um and i think one of those is somebody's or all Christmas. of them, someone's Christmas. And it's like, oh, either either one of those four plus if you have the bears, uh, right. the, the meal of this, the feast of the, the seven fishes, then oh, you've yeah. got all you've got them all. <laughs> yes, but you know, just I, I yeah, I, there's I always save the family stone for that's one of my favorites because there's always like you know that's yeah. a teary eyed one and yeah, there's just so many good ones. So, yeah. You know, holiday movies. You know, yeah. holiday movies. All right, I like. I like it. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Scott? You have a joy? Well, well, I was I I was um I was debating between uh a serious one and a fun one. You did a fun one, so I'm gonna do a serious one. Um because one of the things I've been and this relates to our before the show show thing, um one of the things I've been doing because um because we're picking up people at airports that are far away because we live in central Pennsylvania. Um so I've been driving a lot in the last couple of days. And when I drive, I tend to listen to podcasts. And what I did recently was revisit a podcast that I love and I haven't listened to 
Um, um, I haven't listened to since 2017 when it came out. Um, and that is called Scene White. It's from Scenes on Radio. Uh, Scenes on the is it Scene on Scene on Radio. Scene on Radio. Um, is the podcast and there's a series called scene white there were 12 episodes from 2017 um and it's the main producer who does scene on radio is named john b when he's at at duke in the in there i don't know he's in a center at duke doing this work and he's a national public radio guy and then his sort of co-host uh of the show is this guy chenjirai kumanika who is a media studies professor at rutgers um, and at, at, in 2017, he was at Clemson and he has since moved to Rutgers. Anyway, it's, it's a fascinating, um, podcast about understanding what it, what white is, how it operates, how it became a thing, um, what white means. Um, and it's, it's not, um, it's not a pro white thing. One of the things they talk about is how they don't want, you know, they don't want the, title of the show to people to give people the wrong idea but it's an unpacking of 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 what whiteness is and something that largely we tend to ignore and and um not pay attention to it's the invisible water that we sort of swim in so i think it's it's a fascinating um podcast and it's, it's really well done and the and the um sort of conversations between between John and Chenjirai are really, um, I think the highlight of the show, the show's great. It's really super produced. It's like an NPR level production sort of thing. But, um, but it all, most of the episodes ends with, end with a conversation about this stuff with them. And it's also a little interesting historical snapshot because one of the people that they, one of the scholars that they talked to in the beginning of the show is, um, is Ibram X. Kendi, um, who at the time was in Florida and has since become like a superstar and got his own center for for race at at Boston University and everybody knows you know his book about anti racism and his original book about stamp from the beginning but at this point he was still just sort of a you know he was a faculty member who was doing interesting work but he wasn't like a national figure and now he's become sort of ubiquitously uh, connected with anti racism so yeah, I anyway to, I have to check it out yeah. yeah. Mix that in with the holiday movies. You know? Yeah, I think that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> well, there's some definitely some holiday movies you could watch and talk about. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Some of those from like the you know from the fifties, forties, and fifties or something. Oh, like absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll just leave that right there. Yeah, we will. We'll leave that turd in the punch bowl for later. Yeah. Um, so- yeah, definitely check out the conspiracy test. Check out the school of thought, and you know your your favorite four holiday movies for Christmases or your favorite holiday movie. And what what was the podcast again? It's called um, the podcast is called Scene on Radio, and it's spelled Scene like a scene in a play. S C E N E. Sure. Scene on Radio, and then there's a series called uh, from that podcast called Scene White. Um, so it's very cool and it's from 2017. So you got to scroll back a little cause they've done stuff since then. Yeah, check that out. All right. Awesome. Catch you next time in between. See you then. Bye now.